0: Hi there and welcome to Raising Resilient Teens, the podcast version. My name is Sasha Lester and I'm so grateful you're here with me today where we talk about all things teenagers, raising teenagers and the joys that go with it. With that, let's kick it off. Hello there and welcome back to another podcast episode of Raising Resilient Teens. My name is Sasha Lester and super grateful that you're here with me today. The topic of today's podcast is all about goals and why you have to be setting them for yourself as the parent or the adult rather than having goals for your children. This isn't going to turn into some lecture type podcast of how to set a goal and what type of goals there are and um, or that you should start every year having like a big fat list of goals that you should go forth and conquer um, and actually never achieve anyway. It's not that type of podcast. It' an open and honest chat about how when we're setting goals, we have to be setting them for ourselves. We can't set them for someone else. When my son was going through the super shitty stage of being suspended and expelled from school for not doing his homework for rebelling drinking smoking pretending to sell drugs um I remember thinking to myself please 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 just let him be all right let him get out the other end and just let it all finish and I remember thinking that and praying for it and saying it to anybody within earshot. And I remember having a conversation with my mother and saying to her, Mum, I'm scared he's going to end up in jail. That was actually one of my biggest fears when he was when he was, I suppose, at the the pinnacle of all his crap that he was putting through. I just didn't want him ending up in juvenile or in a, in a child's detention center. I didn't want any of that. And obviously, no parent wants any of that. But the moment I actually realized that the not ending up in jail and making it through okay and getting a good solid job... And being happy and healthy, they were all around Harry, they were all for Harry, whereas they should have been for me. Goals are very personal and we spend a good two to three weeks in our Thinking Into Results program talking about, discussing, dissecting goals as a whole and where they come from. You cannot live and you cannot make another person's goal come to fruition. No matter how hard you try, it just doesn't happen. And you can't have a goal for someone else. And no amount of hoping and wishing and praying and manifesting will manifest your child's goals into reality. And that is a really hard one to wrap your head around. For me, I had to figure out what I really wanted, what I wanted as a mother, as their mother, what I wanted for me to get me through this super shitty stage, deep down in the center of my heart, what I did want and figuring this out was actually the most challenging and confronting thing. My mentor, Rob Proctor, he teaches us that a a real goal, a type C goal, is something that we've never accomplished before, that we don't necessarily, we don't need to know how we're going to get the goal or how we're going to reach the goal. We just need to know that that goal is in place and then everything will else will fall into place like the how will come into fruition the laws of the universe will all work together so at this particular time when my son was going through the dramas my goal was very strong it did take me a while to lock it in but once it was locked in it was very strong for me back then my goal was to be the best mother that I could be while dealing with all and everything that came my way. To remain calm under pressure and not to lose it at the drop of a hat. Now, for me, the second part was the hardest. Not losing it at the drop of a hat and to remain calm under pressure was the hardest part to bring into fruition. And when the world is hitting you head on, and dishing out constant negatives, like I felt my world was, it's actually quite challenging. And to remain calm under pressure, it's really flippin' tough. Like, I'm not here to sugarcoat it. And literally every single day, at least not every second day, I get a phone call from the school to say that something had gone wrong with Harry he'd done something. He hadn't handed something in. He was missing from class. He'd done X, he'd done Y, he'd done X, Y and Z. So every morning as Harry would walk down the steps of our rental property in Wyndham, he'd head off to the train station. I'd find myself thinking... Please, God, let today be a good day. Let today be a day where I don't hear from the school. Let today be a day of simply going to work, earning money, paying bills. Let today be a day where I don't hear from anybody, not even the in-laws or my ex or friends or anybody around Harry. Let today be a day where I don't get abused, over being a mother and caring for my son and yes those days happened and let today be a day where there's just calm in the household and for a long period of time there these days oh my god few and far between and these were the days that were really really tough there was actually one afternoon there I remember talking to my mother probably I was probably yelling actually I can't remember probably crying too and I was being negative towards Harry and I I had all this angst and I was shaking and I had the, the, the sick to the stomach feeling of I just can't fix this. And that's always what we always want to do. My mum actually drove 90 minutes from the Sunshine Coast to come and have a chat to Harry and I. It was a fucking intervention. That's what it was. It wasn't a chat. There was no pleasant chat about it. There was a conversation and mum took Harry off to a separate room and had a chat. And then there was a conversation where she had a chat to me then we kind of all came together and we hugged it out and and it was meant to be all good. Unfortunately a lot of people in my inner circle they didn't get it and they didn't get it for a very long time. They didn't know what my son was putting me through and I actually didn't tell a lot of people and unless you're living in those moments then you really can't say to someone oh I know how you feel I know what you're going through because I swear to God if someone told me that I would have turned around and went actually you don't you've got no idea of what I'm going through right now so please please don't even comment I had to spell it out a lot of times for my mum the fact that the extent that Harry was going to would potentially have him put away into jail. And I can remember the location where I told her that. I said, Mum. You have to be prepared for Harry going to jail. You have to be emotionally, physically and mentally prepared for that phone call to come through because I am, and I was actually, I was really prepared. I didn't know what I'd do with it, but I was, I was prepared. Slightly off track, and I really do apologise for that. But the message, I guess, that I'm trying to relay, which I might have failed miserably in this particular podcast, that you can't set goals for someone else; they can only be for you. And I'll leave you with uh, one final story. After after Harry got raided and he came home to me, we were in the garage, and he came up to me and he had tears in his eyes; he was crying, and he said. Mum, my life's over. I fucked it all up. I don't know what to do. I thought I had it all. I said, honey, you are not even 18. So many people have started their life at a much later age. And seriously, you just have to set some goals and you just have to move forward. But you have to decide right now and you have to start right now to be a better person and to move forward. And I can't do that for you. And thankfully, he did. He did. And with that, take care, and I will see you next time. And just like that, it's a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed the last 20 or so minutes and have walked away with some golden nuggets of information. If you'd like to join our Raising Resilient Teens Facebook group, the link will be in the comments. And until next time, ciao.